Hey y'all, it's me, Queen J, back with another episode of Let's Get Uncomfortable. Now, y'all know before we even get into today's topic or into the topic of what we're going to be talking about, we always start with a bit of mindfulness. Now, I am recording this bright and early on New Year's Eve because I want to end 2023 with so much positivity and so much happiness and so much joy. I woke up feeling a little irritated, a little bit frustrated, a little bit of frustration, and then literally woke up, washed my face and washed it all the irritation away. And I did a full self-care face routine. I'll probably talk about that eventually. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a different time, but we're still gonna start with mindfulness. I just wanted to chat to y'all for a little bit. That was all. Um, so now it is now time for us to pause, breathe, and relax. It is now time for us to open our mind to be receptive to learning new ways of healing within this lifetime. It is now time that we renew and restore our mind, body, and spirit so that we can thrive in the new year. It is now time for us to let go of our past selves so that we can now thrive in our present and exist in our future. It is now time for us to reflect on all that we have overcome, all the obstacles that we have gotten through so that we can be grateful for our present, grateful for the now. It is time for us to become one with our being and grant ourselves grace and patience day by day. It is now time for us to take stock of all that we have so that we can apply it to future situations and learn from our mistakes. We are not perfect humans. We are human. We are flawed and this is okay. It is now time for us to enter a space of non-judgmental awareness for ourselves and for others to invite a healing energy in within our being and with others around us, with the people that we interact with. All right, y'all. I hope that that brought y'all some peace and some clarity and some 
tranquility because I know it was definitely very calming for me. Um, but this, this topic to close out 2023 season one, I don't know what season, season one, <laughs> whatever season we're on. Um, I want to talk about something that has been coming up all year long. And it's people pleasing. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about moral compasses, how that ties into people pleasing, and specifically my personal experience with, because people pleasing is a broad, a broad, uh, <laughs> if I could talk, it is a broad. Um, topic because it can be pretty straightforward, but there's different layers to it as well. So what we're going to talk about specifically is the cause and effect of people pleasing. So for me, I have always been an avid book lover, an avid book reader. That was probably one of my first loves when I was growing up. Um, Apparently, I used to try to read the books upside down and be, would be frustrated when it wasn't right side <laughs> or whatever the case. But I've always been an avid book lover. And growing up, the first things that I learned about when reading books and in like language arts class and just just learning about English and falling in love with words, I fell in love with characters that you know, in school, we're always taught about a cause and effect in the storyline or in a plot line of anything. And I always thought that there is a cause and effect in, in life as well. So that grew to become my like moral compass, my inner moral compass, like a cause and effect type of thing. Probably also because I like balance, I like to keep peace, and I am a person that understands duality and, and things like that. So I find myself being drawn to this cause and effect um, metaphor, whatever you want to call it, because for me in life, there's always been a reason why I've done the things that I've done or why I have reacted or felt a certain way about a certain situation, about any situation in life. I've always seen things as, okay, there's a cause and effect. This is X, Y, and Z caused me to feel upset. And the aftermath of that, or rather the effect, so to speak, is I am now not going to continue to do the same things that I was doing before, or I am now going to move differently because of what this has caused me to feel and caused me to experience, whatever the case may be. That's just how I've lived my life. That's just how my moral compass works. Not sure if that's for everybody, but that is my personal experience, right? So we're talking about the cause and effect of people pleasing. I have a personal definition of people pleasing as well, but when I look at the scientific nature of people pleasing and what that actually boils down to, I'm reading this book right now um, 
really trying to get through it, really trying to get through it. (laughs) It is called attached and it basically teaches you your different attachment styles within relationships and dynamics and stuff like that. And it talks about all the different kinds. And one of the things that it's talking about is how most people tend to fall into the category of people pleasing because of something that they did not get as a child from either their parents, from someone with some, some authoritative figure in their life. They did not get, they did not receive what they were wanting or what they were needing at the time. So they fell into the habit of people pleasing to get the reaction or thing that they needed, the feeling, the emotion, the reaction, the whatever it was, that's how they fell into it. That's how it came about. Now, of course, people pleasing can go a whole bunch of different ways. So that's just the basics. That's just the baseline of people pleasing. It comes about because you more than likely did not receive something that you were looking for or needing in your childhood. So what you then were prone to do without realizing it is, oh, well, let's say, for example, this is a random example. Let's say um, kids not getting enough attention or kids, kids not getting something, right? And in order to get this, they realize, oh, if I go against the grain or if I go against what someone is doing or if I go against their opinion, if I go against whatever this, this individual is, is saying or doing or wanting, I'm not going to get what I want, which is whatever, what, not, not even like, and I'm not talking about in terms of like gifting or anything. I'm just saying like emotional needs. I'm not going to get the care that I want, right? I'm not going to get the care that I need if I go against what this person is saying. Okay. That's basic. But then it goes another, another level, a step further. And you look at it from, okay, so I am going to now suppress what I actually want. I'm not comfortable. I'm not in a space where I feel like I am comfortable enough to say what it is that I actually need and want. So what I'm going to do is keep the peace by appeasing the other person and going along with what they want, even though it's not what I necessarily wanted but it still got me some type of what I needed. It got me some type of emotional response from the person because I went along with what they wanted, right? That's just it in a nutshell. But there's other levels to it because I have a personal definition and I was, I was talking about this with my friends the other day. My personal definition of people-pleasing is self-sacrificing yourself or honestly, I've always said it is putting people on a pedestal that is above you, or I like to say putting yourself on the back burner so that other people can be happy, putting your needs, your wants, your, your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, whatever it is that you actually want, suppressing that and saying, okay, I don't actually want to go to this, this, this event, but this person wants me to go to this event. And if I say no, 
it's going to likely lead to some type of confrontation, right? But this is, this is my personal definition again. So it's going to likely lead to some type of discomfort within the dynamic or within the, within the correlation of the relationship, the dynamic, whatever, whatever have you. So for me, I used to be the type of person to be like, well, even, even though I don't want to go or I can't go or I'm not able to, to physically be there mentally or whatever the case, whatever it may be, I don't want to tell this person no that I don't feel comfortable going because I don't want them to be upset and I don't want there to be any type of confrontation. So I am just going to say yes. I'm going to suppress my feelings, go anyway, and have a miserable time while I'm there. And then come home and be like, dang, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have gone out. Knowing that I was not in a mentally good space to go out wherever it is. Now, for me, I've come to the realization in the past couple of weeks that it's always been locational for me. My people pleasing had more so to do with going places rather than um, partaking in things. Like if somebody tells me that they want me to drink with them, I'm more than likely to be like, nah, I don't drink. I don't drink like that. I'm cool. Like I'll have a sangria or I'll have some wine. I'll have, I'll have something, but I ain't drinking myself under the table with you. That's a hard boundary. And I can stick to that. Now, if someone were to say, Janae, let's go here. And I don't want to go to that place. At the time, I would, when I was a chronic people pleaser, I would be like, and it was more so with my family or yeah, more so with my family. I would be like, okay, I don't actually want to go to this place. And I would come up with different things. I'd be like, can we go here instead? I don't really want to go there. I don't feel comfortable. I'm not feeling that great. Whatever the case, I would say, I don't really want to go there, but then realize oh, this is going to cause some tension. This is going to cause some discomfort. I don't really want the confrontation. Eh, I'll just go anyway. And the person would more than likely not challenge that and be like, oh, okay, why don't you want to go? It, would, it wouldn't even be that. That question would never be asked. It would be, okay, then like you're going. It wouldn't be necessary, necessarily listened to or heard, so to speak. So again, my people pleasing had more so to do with location, being in places where I was extremely uncomfortable, but couldn't say that I'm uncomfortable because I didn't feel like I was able to say that I was uncomfortable without there being some type of confrontation that I assumed would take place in my, in, from my, from my perspective, it would be a confrontation. It would be a fight. Don't want to start an argument. Eh, might as well suppress my feelings, teach myself, i.e. teach myself to suppress my feelings, make my feelings inferior to anyone else around me, place myself on a back burner for helping somebody else, making somebody else feel better. But in actuality, what that did was cause me to feel like, mm, I don't matter. You know, it, it kind of just 
trickles from there, right? But people pleasing is a hard habit to break. Because I was just talking with my friend last night and he gave me a different perspective. I've always seen manipulation as being something that is with malicious intent because that is the type of manipulation that I've always had or have had the most experience with and not necessarily what it has been best. Obviously malicious intent is bad. So I've always associated with, okay, manipulation, bad, totally bad. Don't do it. It's wrong. It's lying. It's, it's wrong. It's deceitful, whatever. And this is, this can be true, but he told me something last night that really shifted my perspective in today, going into today and recording this. He said, think about the avatar. Now, I, if y'all haven't picked up on it by now, I'm like a huge nerd. So <laughs> like, I, I love all things. <laughs> I love all things Avatar, especially Appa. But anyway, he said, think about the Avatar. What does the Avatar do with the elements of the earth? What do we call airbending? What do we call earthbending and stuff? I'm like, what? I'm like, I was going to say he, I was like, he bends it. What are you talking about? not realizing that I was supposed to say he manipulates it. But anyway, he said he manipulates the earth's elements to his benefit, to help others though. He's not using it in a malicious way, but he manipulates the elements of the earth for his benefit. Yes, he's helping others with it also, but he's, you know, the moral of the story is he's manipulating the earth. He is manipulating, using underlying techniques for one's own benefit or to get a, a certain outcome. Not in a, it doesn't have to be a malicious way. It doesn't have to be a selfish way. It doesn't have to be really bad. It can be a positive thing as well. So I was like, mm. and we got to this because he was saying that people pleasing is a form of manipulation. Now, it depends on the person and, 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 and that person's intent in the ways that they are using it, in the ways that they are people pleasing. Are they people pleasing in a way where they are, or they are, <laughs> why is that our, they are using it for their own benefit and then holding that benefit against the other person to make them get their, their way? That's malicious. Or, are they simply self-preserving and self-sacrificing themselves, their needs to keep the peace, so to speak, of another, of another situation to make the other person happy, but not, not care about their own feelings. Either way, it's still, it can be detrimental in the long run because if the cause of people pleasing is to get something that you needed an emotional response that you needed, but you didn't feel like you were able to articulate it. And so it comes about when you're like, okay, I'll just go along with what everyone's saying because I'm keeping the peace and I'm pleasing them to some certain degree. So then I can get this emotional response that I actually need. Then the effect of that 
is going to then become a person who questions who they are, their identity, doesn't understand that their feelings matter, doesn't understand what the heck a boundary looks like, what it looks like even saying, hey, I'm going to be assertive in my in my confidence and in myself, standing firm in yourself. Those things don't exist when you become a chronic people pleaser because you're so used to denying parts of yourself that it becomes a routine. The first thought is, oh, if it's going to affect them, if it's going to affect the other person in a negative way, assuming that it's going to affect both of us in a negative way, then the way to keep the peace or to please someone else is to put myself on the back burner so that someone else is okay, so that we are fine. There's no, everything is copacetic, but in actuality, it's not copacetic because you're, again, telling yourself, teaching yourself that my feelings don't matter. You're teaching yourself that what I actually want in life, what I actually want in this dynamic, whatever the situation is, it does not matter. And it matters more about what that other person's outcome will be. But this is how I got to the topic of talking about this with my friend from a narcissistic's view. They don't see it as, oh, you're self-sacrificing. They don't see that. What they see is, oh, I got what I wanted. They don't see it as, oh, you're being considerate of my feelings because they don't have that level of empathy and comprehension, quite frankly. They don't have that level of understanding where they can say, yes, I see what you're doing. I can do that back for you. I can give that back to you in return. That's not how a narcissist thinks. So when we're talking about the cause and effect of people pleasing and how to kill people pleasing and not become a chronic people pleaser, this is how, this is where the gem lies. There's a reason for why you react the way that you react. There's a reason for why you respond the way that you do and that the response is the effect. The response is that aftermath. Whether that response is going no contact, whether that response is finally having enough and being like, nah, I'm cool, or, or simply just saying no. That, isn't, that is the aftermath, that is the effect. That is that. Take it a step further. If you're constantly worried about the effect or rather the impact that the effect has on the narcissist, you are people pleasing. You are partaking in the act of people pleasing because your concern should not lie and should not rest in the impact of what someone else caused. A narcissist may never feel the consequence of their actions because you are now prone and conditioned to understanding that, oh, they've gone through these things, but the understanding of it, the comprehension of it does not excuse the behavior. Now, I've learned all of this in the span of the last couple of weeks of December because I've been going through so much interpersonally um, and 
relationship wise with a lot of people in my life to the point where I have now understood that there is a few people that I still sometimes people please with, but not in the lengths that I used to back then, simply because I'm being more assertive. Prime example, just a two, three weeks ago, I was with family and I was in a very uncomfortable situation and I was with people that I did not want to be with. I was, I was present in a room with a person that I did not want to be with at all. And I was very uncomfortable and I was getting overstimulated. And that overstimulation came out in the form of irritation. And I'm getting asked all these different questions. I don't really want to answer all these questions because I'm getting talked to and talked at by multiple different people and my head is on a swivel. Like I can't, I can't have five conversations, five different conversations with five different people at the same time and understand what's going on. It's, it's way too much. It's way complicated, but that was what was happening. And all while I had this looming presence, unwanted presence in my space. So it added another layer of extra discomfort and uncomfortability just all around. But I got to the point where I was like, I, I'm tired. I'm about to dip. This is what my car is for. I can leave at any point. This is where growth comes in. I'm like, I can leave. So I tell my family that I'm leaving and they're like, where are you going? And out of all the irritation of all the questions and everything, I said, don't worry about where I'm going. But I said it with a lot more irritation and a lot more assertiveness because I was so frustrated in that moment that that's how it just came out. But then when I realized that it came out at the wrong person, to the wrong person, I was like, no, I'm sorry, like trying to backtrack, trying to backpedal, trying to, trying to clean it up, trying to make it respectable, trying to make it polite, trying to keep the peace, right? Trying to do that people pleasing thing. My cousin steps in. And she's standing right there and she goes, no, no, you said what you said and you said it how you said it. It, It's no disrespect, but you grown as hell. And don't worry about where I'm going. Go handle your business. Go, go do what you got to do. You, you did what you did. You said what you said. It's cool. It's cool. Ain't nobody mad at you. You fine. But that right there is where people pleasing can be just prevented, stopped immediately. If we stop putting so much emphasis on the care of the impact that it has on the person that caused us to feel pain, to feel hurt, to feel however way we are feeling. If there is a reason behind the things that we do and there is an effect there is the aftermath of from that reason. Then I can no longer be drained, allow myself to be concerned, to be drained, to be mentally exhausted with the impact that that consequence or effect or aftermath has on the person that caused this problem in the first place. I can't care about that because if I do, then that is me subjecting myself to saying, okay, 
well, maybe if I do X, Y, and Z, the narcissist or whoever I got a prop that has a problem that we're, we're not seeing eye to eye, whoever, whoever sees that, whoever I'm, I'm having this confrontation with this class with is, is going to change. That's not necessarily true, especially when dealing with a narcissist. It's not true. Unfortunately, black and white, cut and dry, it's not true because the narcissist doesn't have the comprehension to understand that what you're doing is self-sacrificing. They don't have the comprehension to understand that you're suppressing yourself for them. Or maybe they do, but they are, they're not usually nice. They're not usually the, the, the positive manipulation example. They're usually the more violent manipulation example. They're usually the more negative. So when you're constantly going along with what they do, not standing firm, not being assertive, you're subjecting yourself to more hurt, potential hurt, because you're holding hope for that individual because you simply understand how they became the way that they are. But again, I am learning that just because I understand something does not excuse the behavior. I can understand your story in and out, but that does not excuse nor prohibit you to continue to treat me in the ways that you are treating me in a negative light or in a negative manner, simply because I understand and that it's okay because I understand. I understand where it's coming from. Nah, I can understand where it's coming from 1000%, but I don't have to continue to subject myself to it because again, it's like I was talking about on one of my older episodes or earlier episodes, I was talking about just because we have the capacity to put ourselves in someone else's shoes doesn't mean we have to stay there. I can understand where someone's coming from 1000%, but I have the choice to take those shoes off at any point in time. I don't have to keep making excuses for their behavior because they've gone through something traumatic. If that trauma is now affecting me, if they are now causing me to feel triggered or causing you listener <laughs> warrior fellow warrior to feel triggered if that is the case I don't need that I don't need that so when I was talking with my friend yesterday about this I literally said we said that the narcissist or she she was saying that the narcissist needs to feel the consequences of what they have caused. They need to feel the effect of what they have caused. Now, granted, that is definitely true. And that is probably where their healing lies in feeling the effect and impact of what you have done. Owning that and taking accountability for the things that they have played a part in and the things that they have done, right? Yes, 1000%. That is where their healing lies, but that is not on you. That is not in any way, shape or form to be placed on 
the shoulders of the person who has been harmed by that narcissist that is not to be placed on you in any way, shape or form. And here's why. Because the moment that you take that responsibility on, you are now setting yourself up to continuously say, well, it's my X, Y, and Z. Well, they have X, Y, and Z. They've done this for me. Well, they've done this for me and I, I, doesn't matter what they've done for you. Doesn't matter how long they've been there. Doesn't matter what contribution they have made. Because at the end of the day, it's still hurting you in some way, shape or form. Your understanding of how they came to be who they are does not negate the fact that they have done the things that they have done to you. So there's a cause and effect to people pleasing. There is a reason behind the ways that we act. There's a reason behind the ways that we, we move. And I was saying, if I focused on the effect so much to the point where I am now, I'm not concerned about the effect that it has on me, but I'm concerned, I'm focusing my attention on the effect that it has on the person that, that is also involved, on the other person outside of myself, that's a problem. Because the impact that I should be most concerned about is my own. The outcome, the, the outcome or the long lasting effect or the long lasting impact that I should be most focused on is the impact that it has on my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, my entire existence. It should have nothing to do with that individual because you've made your choice. Cause and effect. There are consequences to your actions and this is the consequence. But you may not ever understand that this is the consequence, but it is. And that's not on me. I'm not going to hold your hand and help you understand that this is the consequence for your actions. Nope. Because you should have learned that. <laughs> people, people, people that are narcissists should have learned a long time ago. There's a consequence to your actions. But if you don't, that's how narcissists are born. That's how true selfish narcissists are born. That's how true individuals that lack accountability are, are born because they don't ever get that training in you need to take accountability for your actions because they are usually typically in an environment or a space where the accountability is just not there. Like they just continuously make mistakes and they are enabled over and over and over again. I was watching this show. I've been watching 911 recently. And I watched, I binge watched the whole, the whole series, ser series. I can't talk today. 
But I binge watched it and I got to this episode that I watched before. But there is this episode where this kid. Now, mind you, I say kid very loosely because he's not a kid. He's he's like a 40 year old man. (laughs) But he absolutely had nothing that he was contributing to his own life in his own from his own pocket in his own contribution. He was not contributing to his life in any way, shape or form. His parents were. Now, his parents were contributing to the point where he was coming over every day just because he could. Um, and long story short, he was climbing into his bedroom window from like a really high, like trellis thing with like um, flowers and stuff on it. Anyway, his dad basically was fed up with him because he wasn't contributing to his own life. And he said to the people, to the paramedics or whatever, he said, I changed the locks. Because I'm tired of you coming here and eating up our house and doing all these things and you won't get a job and you don't do this and you don't do that and you make a mess of things, but you don't. He basically was saying, I am sick and tired of you not taking ownership for the things that you have done. In short. And the mom was like, you changed the locks? And he was like, yeah, I changed the locks. And then it comes, if you find out that basically the dad knew that once he changed the locks, that his son, his grown adult son was going to climb the trellis and try to get into his window. Now this is where it's messed up. But the dad deliberately <laughs> removed the, like loosened the bolts on the trellis as it's crazy, but he knew that his son was going to do that after he changed the lock. So he wanted to make it as difficult as possible for his son to get into the house so that he could teach him a lesson. Now, granted, the son ended up getting impaled. The son ended up getting hurt, hence the 911 call. But the mom basically continued to enable his behavior. She didn't allow her son to feel the consequence of his actions. Instead, she said, you can live here and I'm kicking your dad out simply because the mom was not willing to come to terms with dang, my grown adult son is not taking ownership of his life in any way. He is blaming me for not, you know, he's blaming his father for not, for him not having a job. He's blaming the pandemic for him not having a job. He's blaming whatever he freaking can for him not contributing to his own life. But I still support him because that's my son. And that's where the problem lies. If there is no consequence for the action, the lesson there, the thing that I'm taking away, if I don't have any consequences for the actions that I have committed or the things that I have done that have caused harm to other people or that have caused harm to myself, then I'm never going to understand that there are consequences to things that go wrong. 
I'm never going to I'm never going to have that comprehension of understanding. Oh, that was a bad thing that that wasn't right. I mean, that moral compass that me personally that I have, it's not going to be instilled. In the same ways that. Somebody who doesn't who constantly gets enabled is going to have it, it, it's not going to be instilled. It's just not because that person is going to then either a come and become extremely entitled. Because they think the world revolves around them. If it goes on long enough, they will think they will begin to think, well. If the world revolves around me, then I don't have to own up to a damn thing because. I'm fine. When in actuality. You're not. They're not. That guy, I'm sure if we looked into his actual life, like it was if it were an actual person in real life. I'm pretty positive that guy is going to be spoon fed to the day he dies and is not going to ever take ownership of his own life. Never going to understand the consequence of not paying a bill on time. Never going to understand the consequence of of. Of doing anything on his own without the help of someone else. Now, granted, I'm like a hyper independent, hyper vigilant person. So when I look at anyone that is is like that, I'm like, dang, that must be nice because I am like extremely independent to the point where it's it's very hard for me to even ask for help. I try. <laughs> I try, but it's hard. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. I'm getting better. But as I all that to say, there's a reason behind the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we do, the way we act, the way we think, the way we live our lives. There is a reason for it, the way that we exist in this world. And a lot of the times, if people don't take a look at the cause and they only focus in on the effect, then that leaves room for a lot of judgment. When in fact, there shouldn't be any type of judgments because you don't know the reason why. Without, we shouldn't be judging without knowing the why, what's behind the scenes, so to speak. And like, don't wait around for the narcissist to understand the consequence either. If you set a consequence and let's say that consequence is going no contact, then that's the consequence. Don't worry about how it affects their life because think about how they affected your life when they were in your life when they were actively a part of your life. Hold on to that and I promise you, you ain't going back to people pleasing. That's where you did it. That's really where, that's how people pleasing gets killed because I've had to do that recently. Can't become so, can no longer afford, I can no longer afford, we, speaking to y'all now, speaking to, to everyone who's listening, we can no longer afford 
to become drained by the impact that the effect has on someone else. That I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of another word other than cause, but yeah, we can no longer allow what we have. We can no longer allow the, the aftermath or the long-term outcome to be the determining factor of like, we can no longer allow that impact on someone else that has caused us harm to be the determining factor for why we keep them around. I got a prime example. I get told all the time by people in my family, some people. I get, I get told both sides of this, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, I get told all the time that when I shut down verbally and I don't communicate, it scares a lot of people or it causes them to feel some level of anxiety. And I used to get told that all the time. But my response used to be and will continue to be. <laughs> Have you thought about why I stopped talking? Did you ever think to ask why? Did you ever wonder why I stopped talking? It's not a matter of, and, it, and this isn't me being glib or a smart ass. It's just, why is it that the impact or the aftermath of what someone else has done more concerning than the why it's happening? It's so frustrating to have to constantly be like, well, there's a reason. Well, why aren't you giving me a hug? There's a reason. I can tell you the reason. Or, and it's not, and it does sound like they're asking like the actual question why, <laughs> but they're, they're not. They're pissed about the impact of what I have decided. They're pissed about the effect of what I, they're pissed about the outcome. They're not pissed about anything but the outcome. So they're more focused on the outcome than they are focused on the, well, what happened for that to happen? There is a difference between condescendingly asking someone a question or patronizing that person versus genuinely asking that person out of concern. Well, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while. Can you tell me why that is? Versus, well, why aren't you speaking to me? Oh, <laughs> well, that right there is why. It's the way you act. It's, it's that right there. <laughs> the way you just asked that, that'll tell you the answer. <laughs> but no, like there's truly... It's so it's comical to me because I get that all the time because sometimes I do shut down and 
I don't do it as much anymore. But when I was doing it, the emphasis would be more so on the fact that I'm not speaking and not on the why. And when I finally disclosed that to the people that I needed to disclose it to, they were like, oh, light bulb just went off in their head. Like, oh, my God. You're absolutely right. Because we have been upset with you because you're not speaking with us, but we're not genuinely. We're more upset at the fact that you haven't spoken to us and not asking. We're not thinking about how that came to be. We're not thinking about what's going on with you. We're more so concerned with why you're just not speaking to us. Why the aftermath is even happening? How did we get here? But it's not a question of concern. And that's the issue. And that's kind of where my people pleasing stopped. I'm not even going to lie. Once I stopped feeding into, oh, well, Clearly, the impact is meaning a lot more to me than it is to them because they're not fighting it. They're not. They're not. They're not trying to see what's wrong. They're fine with it. They are living their best life oblivious. I hate that word, but I will use it today. <laughs> Completely unaware <laughs> of the fact that there's something wrong. And this is not to say that I would just shut down and, not, and wouldn't tell anyone what was wrong. I would give the hints, <laughs> very strong hints. Like I would say, I'm upset. You're not upset. Oh, like, I would verbally say these things. And if you're in a space where you're not feeling heard, you ain't going to hear me no way. So what's the point of me telling you? <laughs> what is the actual point of me telling you? You ain't hearing me. And I know that this is probably a collective experience too, especially with people who, who have become people pleasers because what I look like keep, keep to keep talking and vocalizing and, and advocating for myself when I know that it's falling on deaf ears. There's no point. I'd rather just be happy in my boundary, standing firm in my boundary, doing what I did for myself, not invalidating myself, not invalidating my experiences, not invalidating my identity and going forward. Now it took a long time for me to get to this point. It did. It took me a couple of years. It did. <laughs> but now that I'm here, oh, there's no going back. There's assertiveness there for a reason. There's a boundary for a reason. The things that I partake in, I partake in them for a reason because I want to. If I choose not to partake in something, that is my choice. If I choose not to partake in a conversation, that is my choice. If I now choose to remove myself to make sure that I'm cool, that is fine. Another thing that I talked about with my friend was that within the cause and effect clause or method that I'm using, there's also this level of understanding that you play an active role in what you choose to do. And if you choose to, 
you can give that person that reaction. If they're goading you and they're trying to get a reaction out of you, they want you to hit him. They want you to do whatever. They want you to be pissed off. They want you to get angry. Oh, yeah, you can get angry. You can get basement. You can get basement. If you if they want to go house, you can get basement. Right. You know, you got it in you to get basement. You want to get low, low. (laughs) You can. But should you? Because there's power in that choice. So even if in, in moments, I've had moments where I've chosen to walk away. And in those moments, yeah, I've chosen to walk away. But I chose to walk away for myself because in my sanity. But at the end of the day, if you're more concerned about the perception of you walking away and what that looks like, like I hear all the time, oh, you shouldn't have walked away because it makes you look like a bitch or you shouldn't have walked away because it makes you look weak. It makes them take your kindness for weakness. But actually, yeah, that's on them. Let them think that all they want. That's not my opinion of myself. That's not my perception of my reality. That's not my perception of myself. So I'm not going to allow what you think to become my reality. No. Go ahead and think I'm weak. That's fine. I'm not. (laughs) And I know I'm not. I got I got scars mentally to prove it. (laughs) But I'm just saying. I absolutely think that is funny because I was just told that sometimes you got to show people that they can't play in your face. Well, yeah. And I can do that by sparing them. Because if I spare you, okay, that's fine. I am more okay with sparing someone from my wrath than going full-fledged mental rage, all that. Because the thing is, when you're dealing with someone who used to have an anger management issue, why the fuck, excuse my language, but why the fuck would you want to keep poking that bear? Yeah, used to have anger issues. Doesn't mean that I can't still get that way. (laughs) Doesn't mean that I just, I can't get angry. It means I have control over it now. But if you keep poking the bear, and this is where cause and effect comes into play. If you keep going, you don't think that person is going to eventually snap. I'm just saying, I don't get why it becomes this thing where, no, I got to show it's about ego too. I think it's more so about ego and pride because no, I got to show them that I'm tough. Bitch, I already know that I'm tough. I don't need to go into that situation because I already know that I am. And this ain't a test that I'm about to even try to, to put myself in because there's no point. There's no point. There's always going to be power in whatever you choose to do. I think that's the first thing that comes to mind when you are actually looking for peace and understanding within yourself. It's understanding that you've had the peace all along. It's just a matter of how you choose to protect it. Like, if we're constantly people-pleasing, then you're not protecting your peace. 
if we're constantly deciding and choosing to actively become violent with one another, then you're not protecting your peace. If you're constantly denying parts of yourself for the sake of someone else, then you're not protecting your peace. And this is why it's so very important to understand, and I know I keep saying this, it's so very important to understand that any type of emotional abuse, any type of abuse at all, and I know I sound like a broken record, is not ever going to be the person who suffered the abuse's fault. It is the person who had the power over you. Okay, let's put that power where it belongs. Let's put that that shame where it belongs on that person, right? The person that committed the actions to begin with. But if it then turns out that after you decide, you realize I am, I am good on my own. I can do this for myself. I don't need nobody. I don't need no one. I don't need the abuser or whatever. You know what I mean? After you finally like release yourself from that. One of the very pivotal things to understand is you do have the power to react and control your reaction. And that's why I say there is there literally is a cause and effect. You have to understand that there is balance in life. That is the key to having peace is understanding that there is a give and a take. There is a push and a pull, a push and a pull. And you have to understand that there is duality. That is, that's honestly it. So the cause and effect, if you want to stop people pleasing and own your identity and own your voice and own who you are, just in total. And you want to take ownership of your life. You want to take ownership of, of your actions and the things that you do, right? Or the things that you participate in then you have to start by understanding that once this change is made, you have to actively make that choice. You have to actively choose that. You may be liable to get mad with somebody. You may be liable to get angry with somebody and be pissed off and and, and say some things out of turn or whatever, or even get into a physical altercation. But Know that you have a choice. It's not out of your control. It's not. So if you're, I would advise you to specifically take a look back and look at the cause, look at the why, look at the reasoning behind where your specific people pleasing comes from. Because for me, mine is locational. Mine is definitely locational. And definitely locational. <laughs> I was trying to say, I was going to say something else, but I don't think that mine is situational as much because I'm not in, in a, any type of abusive or pressurized situations anymore. I'm able to stand firmly in my choices, which is a beautiful freeing thing. So now I'm able to have that assertiveness, but it took a while for me to get here. It, it really didn't 
I'm going to be real, like the time frame in which it started happening for me in which I started to be more assertive with my being was figuring out what I actually wanted and what I didn't want. So I allowed a lot of shit to still happen, not realizing that I was playing a role in my own suffering whenever I was suffering. So now I've gotten to the point where I understand my reasonings for why I react the way that I do. And I cannot allow others or myself to put emphasis on the outcome in which they, they asked for. A narcissistic individual or even someone that just lacks accountability in, in, in general, they are to hopefully eventually understand the consequences of their actions and change but it's not on you or me or anyone else for that matter other than themselves to walk them through that change it's not your responsibility to heal them it's not your responsibility to walk hand in hand with them and show them the way that's not your responsibility because baby girl baby boy baby her, him, Z, them, everybody. It's not fair for you to have to carry your own healing along with someone else's. That's just not it. Because you got your own things that you're wading through. People have their own lives. And I totally understand that. 1,000%. And that's what makes it even more unfair for someone to be like, can you help me heal? Or for others to be like saying or implying that it's your responsibility to help them. Y'all ever heard the saying, you, you are a chronic people pleaser if you feel like how I truly feel is going to upset someone else. And it's just a lot easier for me to take a step back, self-preserve, preserve myself, self-sacrifice, whatever you want to call it, put myself on the back burner, deny parts of myself in order to appease someone else. That's not cool. You should never have to silence yourself to make others happy. You should never feel like you have to do that. And that's just it. I feel like when people come to the understanding and to the to record, to realization and come to terms with people pleasing you ain't doing you no damn good. And then that's when everybody will understand like people-pleasing ties into setting boundaries with oneself and with others. Because if you're setting the boundaries for someone else, and I've said this before, if you're setting boundaries for someone else, then you're not doing it for yourself. If you are setting the boundary with the intention or the concern about how they feel, you're not doing it for you. You're, you're denying your actual need to set that boundary because you're then, again, putting emphasis 
on where it doesn't belong. You're placing that responsibility on your shoulders when it's not yours. It's not your responsibility. It played a part in my identity until, like, come from. I understand it. I may not like it, but I do not. I don't subscribe to that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I do not do that anymore. Um, I do want to wrap this up by saying something that my uncle taught me when he was spending his time here with us on earth. Um, he has recently passed on. But one of the many, many, many nuggets that he has given me is to stand firm in who you are. All of the people that I have lost this past year, or not even this past year, in 2022 and 2023, they all taught me to stand firm in my beliefs and stand firm in myself. And one of the people that really, really hammered that home was my Uncle Howard. He constantly, man, that man, <laughs> he was a joy. He lit up the room. His laugh just was boastful and just joyous. It was so He's so funny, but when he got serious, he did get serious and he would see me struggling internally and he would see me and he would tell me, don't worry about them, Angelica, <laughs> that he did have a stutter. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making money, I promise. <laughs> I know what that's going to sound like, but no, that's how his voice was. <laughs> um... Yeah, why you worry about them for? Don't worry about them. And shoot, you Angelica, you ain't gotta worry about them. I want you to be who you are. Don't you Angelica? Is you Pearl? Is you is you her? Is you him? No, you Angelica. Quit 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 trying to be everybody else, Angelica. Be be yourself. <laughs> Man. Man. I can't even do it no more because. But he would tell me to be myself whenever I was struggling, whenever he saw me hurting, whatever way that looked like, he would always be like, why are you trying to be them? Don't do that. Be yourself. Say what you need to say. Say it. Speak. Say it. He taught me to stand firm in who I am. And I didn't realize it, unfortunately, until he passed. I didn't realize that he meant be confident, be assertive. Don't, don't let nobody play in your face. Don't, you ain't got to be violent, but show them you ain't one to mess with. Don't let these people take you out of who you are. And don't be catering to everybody else because... What does it matter if you catering to everybody else? Who's catering to you? I didn't realize that until I had a conversation with my cousin and she was telling me you want to break the habit of people pleasing. I would say start with. Looking at the why 
Like, why is it happening? Is it happening only when it's locational, like when it involves going to certain places or if it involves being around certain people or if it involves certain activities that you don't want to partake in? Like, let's say you're not a huge smoker, but everybody in your friend group is a huge smoker and they'd be like, come on, man, you just want to puff. You need to relax. You just need to. That's peer pressure. But I'm just saying, like, if it's something along those lines, it could be. It doesn't have to just be locational. It doesn't, people pleasing can be situational. It doesn't have to be like, it does not have to be super crazy. But if you're lying to people because the reality is you actually want to say no, but you said yes, or you actually want to say yes, but you said no. If you're lying to people, and denying parts of yourself and hiding away from those who are supposed to be closest to you just to keep the peace so that there's no type of confrontation. You want everybody to be happy. Baby, that's not reality. That's not life. Everybody ain't going to be happy with your choices. Everybody ain't going to be happy with the things that you decide to do. But that doesn't mean that you stop doing them. That doesn't mean that you don't stand firm in your beliefs and stand firm in what you do. You start with looking at your why and then you assess what that why means to you. And then after you assess that why and what it means to you, you decide, are you willing to compromise with that why? And if you're not, and if it makes you uncomfortable, then politely tell them, I am not comfortable with going. I am not comfortable with partaking. I am not comfortable with this. And I hope you understand. That's how you can start first. That's how you can say it first. Like that can be your first thing. I hope you understand, but I'm not down with that. Or hope you understand, but I'm not, not, I'm not cool. And if they keep pressing the issue, then that tells you who they are. But Boundaries is how you break people pleasing. Understanding what boundaries are and why they're so important. And don't be lying to people either. I know I said that already, but don't be lying to people. If you're lying to people to get an edge and to get what you want to then hold that favor over them, that's malicious. Don't do that. But (laughs) Or do what you want to do, but like that's wrong. That has ill intent behind it. But if you're doing it to self-sacrifice because you want to make other people happy, think about your happiness first. Because it all starts with you. At the end of the day, my happiness is not going to be dictated by somebody else. Your happiness is not going to be dictated by some of this. Our collective happiness is not going to be dictated by what somebody else feels or does. So why, listener, warrior, person who's listening. I can't. Why did I I say it like that? Your happiness. When nine times out of ten, they probably wouldn't be doing the same for you. I'm just saying. It's really something to think about. But this has been Queen J with the last episode of 2023.
<laughs> Thank you for seeing and hearing me. I appreciate y'all for making this podcast what it is, for listening to me ramble. Even I know, even in the end, even though I know I be making sense, I be dropping dimes, I be dropping the, the chains on y'all, I be dropping that knowledge on y'all, I know. But it means a lot to me that y'all listen to me rant, especially when I tie it into my real life and I go backwards and forwards and I really get the point across. But I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, as always, y'all can find me on Instagram at officially Queen J. I did recently change that, so that is new. Um, be on the lookout for new stuff on my Patreon. That is also linked in my bio on my link tree at my Instagram. Um, last thing before I close out, I want to say in 2024, to all my warriors that are, that are, why can't I talk today? <laughs> to all my warriors that are in the healing journey, no matter where they are in their stages, no matter what stage you're at, I want you to know that it is okay to stand on whatever it is that you need to stand on all 2024. Like me, this mantra that I've had all 2023 is do it scared, face it scared. So that's carrying over for me in 2024, but with a hyphen of stand on business, stand on business, be assertive. I'm standing on what I said. I'm not going back on what I said. No more backpedaling, no more apologizing. Cause you know what? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for the way that I'm moving now and neither should you. You ain't got no reason to be sorry. Like Issa Rae said in her video that she was saying, she said in 2024, that email, I replied to it. I responded to it. That nigga dealt with that problem, handled like we standing on the things that we're doing. All 2024. And that's just the business that, that that's just the business mantra. That's just the mantra that I have personally. And I want to pass it along to you because. I'm not even a big person to have a New Year's resolution. To be honest, I just got goals that I just be wanting to attain. I just got, I got lists that I be wanting to tackle. I got things that I want to do for myself. And that's that. But as always, thank you for seeing and hearing me. This has been Queen J with the last episode of Let's Get Uncomfortable, wrapping up season one. For 2023. I right, peace. I love y'all.